these Hamas Nazis, and they're worse than Nazis even, they are a, they are a threat to each and every person in the world. Well, welcome to the podcast today. My name is Jeff, and today we have a returning guest, uh, Gadon Ariel, is the co-founder and executive director at Root Source and a former officer in the IDF Spokespersons Unit. And uh, Gadon, it's great to have you back on the podcast, although I'm not excited about the uh, the circumstances surrounding our interview today. Welcome. Thank you very much, uh, Jeff. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, Gadon, as, as people are watching and listening today, we are witnessing something in Israel like we have never seen before, really. This this is unprecedented. And uh, we want to get your perspective. First of all, um, you know, you are someone who was formerly in the IDF. You also uh, have a very personal and vested interest uh, in this war. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, if you're... The... I'm, I'm an Israeli. I live in Israel, and everybody in Israel has a personal uh, interest in this war because every, as opposed to the United States or Canada, where you have maybe uh, six degrees of separation, in Israel you never have more than one degree of separation. So, mm -hmm. uh, as I mentioned while we were talking, I have two sons and one son-in-law, and all three are mobilized right now. My son-in-law is up at the northern tip of the Golan Heights uh, facing Syria. My younger son is in the, uh, the, the upper Galilee facing Lebanon. And my older son is uh, just outside of the Gaza Strip, which is pretty much where about 300,000, between, between the three of them, that's about where 300,000 Israeli soldiers and mobilized civilians in reserves are presently stationed. And uh, mm -hmm. so that, that is everybody, really. And everybody who's not there is related to somebody who is there. Exactly, exactly. We do want to talk about this a little bit more, but I also want to point out the fact that, uh, that where you live is uh, somewhat of a uh, contentious area in uh, in this conflict as well. Tell us a little bit about Hebron and the situation that you're in there. Yeah, Hebron has a name of uh, conflict and contention, uh, but uh, I think that it's one of the safest places to live. Ordinarily, I'm on Zoom and not on the, the platform that we're using. And I have a uh, picture of my backyard. Here you see a picture of the back of the back wall of my room. But my backyard is uh, facing the Judean desert. And uh, it is almost the same as it was in the time of Abraham, in the time of David, and frankly, I think in the time of Jesus, who was also a Judean. So it is simply serene here. We definitely take make sure that we have a, uh, a civil guard in our community. And of course, we are in complete uh, organization with the IDF, but in general, we're doing pretty well. And uh, thank God I'm also on the uh, emergency response team in my community. And I think that uh, with God's help, we are doing okay. Good. Well, that's good news and, and great to hear. 
Now, Gadon, just talk to us from your perspective about what has unfolded over these last two and a half weeks or so, and um, how can we, how can we as as Christians in North America, especially, how can we support you? How can we pray with you? Okay, first of all, uh, what happened was over the past twenty years or so, ever since the Hitnatkut, the withdrawal from the Gaza Strip. Um, when I say withdrawal, I don't only mean the uh, military, but there were about twenty Jewish communities in the Gaza Strip. They were called the Gush Katif communities, about ten thousand residents in a uh, a garden of eden really they uh invented cherry tomatoes over there were the number one producers all over the world of cherry tomatoes just as an example and uh the most beautiful beach in israel uh, truly the riviera and uh high values based communities the the study of torah was the number one thing for the people who lived there but the the Israeli government decided that they were going to pull the Jews out of the Gaza Strip and with them the uh, Israeli army. And since then, instead of uh, grasping onto that opportunity, the uh, Palestinians in that area decided to elect Hamas to be their leaders. And mm -hmm. Hamas has proven throughout the years to be a terrorist organization. By no ifs, ands, or buts. But two and a half weeks ago, this terror organization proved that it is a horrific, devilish organization in uh, attacking children, babies, elderly, ho Holocaust survivors, um, people who were who would come from overseas to participate in an annual party a, a music party like a little a mini woodstock if you will people just wanted i think it was called the peace festival of nirim of of the of the of of the southern southwest israel these terrorists took the opportunity to first of all aim at the a uh, security cameras all along the uh, fence of uh, the gaza strip and then using heavy uh, um, materials, heavy, heavy uh, uh, trucks and tractors broke down and breached the uh, fence along the area and thousands of Hamas terrorists entered Israel and uh, began shooting up anybody they saw, grabbing any any cars that they saw and, and motorcycles and, and, and uh, and use them to rush into over 20 Jewish settlements, communities, all along the uh, Gaza Strip, which is, of course, Israel proper. Nobody in the world, except for Palestinians, thinks that Jews think that Jews do not have a right to live there. It wasn't just that they opened up in battle against the IDF, but they went and and attacked every living soul that they could find, doing things horrific that I don't really even want to repeat. And worst of all, kidnapping about 200 uh, people that, that, that were totally guiltless. And uh, 
Since then, immediately, the Israeli government announced, uh, declared that this was a war, and we are hoping that the uh, Israeli army is going to finally eradicate this um, danger that has been our that that has been on our border. Really, you're in Canada. Imagine, imagine that people in Toronto were uh, attacked by people uh, just on the other side of uh, of the American border. I believe uh, that's where the Niagara Falls are. It was just Niagara Falls, New York, attacked Ni- attacked Niagara Falls, um, uh, in Canada, or um, the people in Detroit attacked the people in. Uh, in in Hamilton or something like that. I don't I don't know uh, American geography too well or Canadian geography, but that's what we're talking about. We're talking about no more than two miles difference between the the Gaza Strip and the and the the cities of Sderot and Nir Am and Be'eri, where twenty five percent of the uh, population was destroyed in one day. It's absolutely. Um horrific and it it boggles the mind honestly to see what what has happened and you know sadly i mean i mean i thought it was bad on day one but each day more revelations come out and and we're just like we're we're so shocked and saddened at what has taken place and and i just i just can't even fathom some of the things that have happened to babies to to women to seniors and, uh, you know, one of the other concerns, of course, that we have is uh, uh, the hostages. And I know that that's a very, very high priority on, uh, on the IDF's list as well. Um, these 50 that, uh, that were just released, uh, give me an no, update no, no, on no, that. No, 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 no. That didn't happen? That, was a, that did not happen yet. And I even heard that uh, people, it was, it was misinformation. There were ah. two... They, there, there, there were two hostages who were released on Shabbat on Saturday uh, night, yes, and another two last night. The two that were released on Saturday night were dual citizens. By the way, a mother and and their young daughter, I believe they were French citizens. And today it was eighty year old women. Eighty year old women were were uh, were taken hostage. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And that leaves um, another 220, at least, hostages in the Gaza Strip. Nobody knows where they are. Nobody knows what's happening to them. It is the wor- it is worse than the worst nightmare that we could have expected. Yeah, it's, it's awful. We are, uh, you know, mobilizing people here in Canada, North America, to spread the word, to get those kidnapped posters out. We're actually working closely with Voice for Freedom Coalition and uh, Kalev Myers out of Jerusalem, who uh, held a large rally in uh, Geneva on Sunday and, um, you know, did their best to bring pressure to the United Nations Human Rights Council. Uh, These are all, you know, ways that we can bring pressure and do our part uh, in spreading the word on social media and some of those kind of things. But we're also, we're also praying as well. Uh, Gidon, just, just tell me from your perspective, as you look at this situation, 
Um, what are we what are we looking at here? Is this going to drag on? Um, will this be quick and decisive? How how is this going to unfold in your in your mind? From, from what I understand, um, the IDF has been attacking uh, targets in, of course, military targets in uh, in the Gaza Strip every night for the past two weeks and during the day as well. So hundreds of targets have been uh, uh, destroyed. When I say targets, I mean places that from from there they're shooting missiles towards Tel Aviv and uh, Beersheba and things like that and Ashkelon, cities mm -hmm. in, in Israel. Um, and uh, also they are uh, pinpointing and taking out leaders of the Hamas terrorist organization. I believe that I, that I saw the number something like 15 just in one night. So on the other hand, everybody is waiting and, and 300,000 troops are uh, sitting and, and hoping that they will be activated because that's what we want to do. We don't want to just sit there and do nothing and then have to come back in a year or two or a half a year or something like that. So what we really mm -hmm. hope mm -hmm. is that the Israeli government will take the very strong and the very bold decision to not stop until they have returned completely banishing the enemy. I do believe that is a verse from the Psalms as well. May I not return until I've totally vanquished my enemy. And that is what we need to do. And it is not only Israel's enemy. I'm not only talking about the 40 nations. This is a number that I heard, and I may be, may be getting the number wrong. 40 nation states, 40 countries had uh, citizens who had come over to Israel to celebrate in the party that uh, over 200, maybe even 400 people were killed at that party. They were celebrating peace. And these uh, horrific terrorists killed them. So about 40 nations have representatives of people who were killed or um, it, it taken hostage, kidnapped. It, so, But not only is this the war of those countries, but it is the war of every single country in the world. Because these mm -hmm. Hamas Nazis, and they're worse than Nazis even, they are, a, they are a threat to each and every person in the world. And I'm telling you, frankly, I think that Israel, the canary in the coal's mine, we are on the front line. And if, God forbid, something happens to us, you people have much less experience. When I say you people, I mean anybody else in the world has much less experience with this kind of terror, and it is going to chase after you. Because as they always say, Israel is the small devil and, and, uh, and the small Satan, and uh, America, which is a symbol for all of peace-loving, democratic uh, West, mm -hmm. is the big Satan. And anybody who thinks that this is not their war is sorely mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Sobering, sobering words and, and sobering thoughts. And uh, we, you know, we read the prophecies that are in the Bible. And, uh, you know, you're Jewish, I'm Christian, but we're reading from the same prophetic books. Um, what, uh, what's your sense of, uh, of what's happening right now? I mean, 
is are other nations going to get involved in this conflict? Do you believe are are we going to be able to keep it between Israel and Hamas at this point? These are the questions that a lot of people are are asking right now. And and you know, I mean, I'm not a I'm not a doom and gloom guy. I'm not saying this is the end. But there are some some texts, you know, in uh, in Ezekiel 38, for example, that talk about Russia getting involved in this or or Magog, which we interpret maybe to be Russia and being pulled into the war by Iran, by Persia. So so what's going on here What in your sense? Israel's Israel's um, strong interest is that we fight our own wars because even though it would be nice to feel good that other that other uh, countries, militaries, and other countries' governments are recognizing who's on the right side in this in this battle, but if there if somebody if a uh, a non-Israeli uh, citizen falls on Israeli ground, it won't be long until there will be demonstrations against Israel in those countries saying. Why are we sacrificing our family, our children, for this uh, country, Israel, who we don't really like anyway? Then the anti-Semites will come crawling out of the uh, woodwork. And mm-hmm. we see that already now. I saw 100,000 people. Uh, again, I might have the numbers wrong, but I think I saw 100,000 people demonstrating pro-Hamas in London, the cradle of the Magna Carta, the cradle, <clears throat> cradle of democracy. So... So what, what 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 can you expect? And and that can only get worse if anything bad happens to any of these countries. So I don't I don't I hope that no countries will get involved over here. And Israel, for seventy five years and more, has always recognized that while we might have friends, and certainly individuals are good friends like you and the people who are watching and listening to this program. As far as countries are concerned, they smile. But they are fair weather friends, and we can only depend on ourselves. And we've mm-hmm. been preparing for that ever since Israel was founded. So while it is tough, we will survive. We will thrive, and we will over, we shall overcome with together with God's help. And this God, of course, you know what they call him? He is the God of Israel. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? The no, God you're of Israel. absolutely right. Yeah. He is, the God, he is the God of, he is the one God. He is the God of all mankind, the God of all creation. But his name is the God of Israel. So if we're not, if, if, if we're not worried, if we're, if we're not taking into consideration that the very God who is God of all, who is Lord over all, has decided to name himself the God of Israel, then, uh, what, then, then where are we standing? We trust in the God of Israel, the rock of Israel. The salvation of Israel. Amen. Amen. And we trust in him as well, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And uh, we are we are with you. You know, we stand with you. One, one of the things that we've been doing, um, reached out to our partners and, and they have been so generous to respond. And um, to date, uh, over $65,000 has already been sent to help organizations who are helping with humanitarian aid and relief and so on. And uh, we're with you. We're 100% with you. We have made a commitment to send 100% of the dollars that come in to this fund directly to Israel. We're not keeping any of it. It's just, it's just for 
um, the the humanitarian efforts that are taking place in the aftermath of of all that's happened, and we feel like this is going to uh, going to carry on and, and be a need for some time yet, and uh, we just we want to know we want to know that we're we want you to know that we're praying, but that we're also doing what we can, and um, we just are so grateful for people here in Canada, the United States, who have stepped up to the plate and uh, are helping to uh, alleviate some of that some of that stress i just want to express my gratitude and i do believe that i'm speaking on behalf of virtually everybody in israel uh for the sincere love that we are feeling from our friends abroad i just came from a trip to the united states and everywhere i went there were people saying oh you're from israel we're, we're praying for you. We're caring for you. Uh, as a matter of fact, in uh, the Newark airport where I flew back to Israel, there was a group of volunteers who had set up a little table full of snacks and prayer books and gifts for soldiers and for children. And it, it just warms the heart how much uh, connection there is over here. And I, and I heard about the uh, fund that your group is participating in, and that is also very good. Uh, $64,000 sounds like a lot of money. Needless to say, it's a drop in the bucket of, of Israel's needs today, but obviously everybody can only do what they can do, and all is truly appreciated. But I'm going to, I'm going to throw out a very strong uh, challenge out there. Uh, it is still, it is possible for people to come to Israel. Uh, believe me, I flew on a flight here, and it wasn't filled, with, filled only with Israelis. If somebody says, I am going to go over, don't expect to be on the front lines going into Gaza. You will not be conscripted to the army. But when somebody is in the army, when a, when a farmer is in the army, that means there are two less hands to pick the fruit, that he's, that, to harvest the fruit that he's been planting this past year. If a if a uh, if a, a, a husband goes into the army, then there's one less person to deal with the children that you have to babysit. There is a lot a lot of volunteer work that can be done to Israel. Somebody who comes looking for things to do within a moment they will be found. So I know it's not for everybody, but if you dare to come here, believe me, you don't have to go to the front line, and it's totally safe here. If you come here, you will have an experience that you can't forget. Wow. Well, that is a huge challenge. And uh, thank you for that. Here in Canada, um, Air Canada has has closed down all the flights. We were supposed to come on Saturday. Sharon and I were supposed to be there uh, later this week. But uh, that's been postponed at this point. But uh, listen, if you're watching, if you're listening, you're hearing that today. That's It's given me food for thought as well. But... Um, we just want to help however we can. And uh, Gidon, we, we do want you to know that, that we're with you for sure. Uh, anything else you want to share with us before we wrap this update up today? Uh, just thank you very much for your prayers. And those people who, uh, who are really serious on taking up a challenge, get in touch with me. I'll show you that Air, Air Canada might not be flying to Israel, but we'll find a way to get you in here. Don't you worry. And, uh, and we are grateful for our friends all over the world because a friend of Israel is a friend of God's. 
Yes. Amen. Well, Godon, thank you so much for your time today. And uh, we just appreciate having you on again. If you're watching, listening, and uh, you want to help what's with what's going on in the land of Israel, please go to our website, firstcenturyfoundations.com, and uh, click on Donate. You'll find there the emergency uh, emergency fund for the war in Israel. And we just uh, challenge you do what you can. We know not everybody can do everything, but uh, do what you can, give what you can, and we know God will bless you because Genesis 12, 3 says he will. And so uh, thank you for blessing Israel, and God bless you today. Gadon, thanks again. Thank you very much. Shalom, shalom.